circle. We're here. We're back. They thought we wouldn't get to the second episode. But, in fact, we have made it to the second episode. We have, yeah. The Dude, third, if you encounter the, the, the video we made for the Patreon. Well, does the beta... The, the beta... I did that last week too. Does if everything has gone according to plan, the beta will be will be purged. From yeah, we're probably gonna. Oh get wait, rid we of didn't. That. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't take our shooters. Yeah. We need to take those, ladies and gentlemen. Should we restart the recording? No, dude. Okay. This is all part of the cast. Okay. All right. Let's pop it. Wait, we need to get some music for it. Do we need? Do we need music for it? I think it'll be fun. We have to play music from your phone. Yeah, which will make it more. Uh, you know. I got a good one. Uh, Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> No, nah, no, nah, I'm just playing. Here we go, ready? This is Song of the Wind by Santana. <laughs> Cheers. Wait, you said you grabbed a... <laughs> that thing's huge. <coughs> oh. I don't get why people like Fireball. Zeke, Zeke's favorite alcohol is Fireball. <laughs> Fireball's good. I asked him what his what his. Or watch this. I'm gonna DJ it out. Is. I'm gonna DJ it out. <laughs> Slowly turns down volume on his phone. <laughs> DJing, DJing. Woo. Zeke said that Fireball's is a guilty pleasure alcohol. Fireball's good, especially when it's like a little chilled. It's been sitting in like an ice tray. I don't like it, dude. I do not enjoy it. Like maybe at a at a Christmas party. Like maybe. That's the only time it's. Well, acceptable. you just had it. W- w- that was okay. I don't. Was it not? I wasn't the biggest fan of that. That was not my favorite experience. It's just like so much cinnamon. I think it tastes. I feel like Fireball is one of those drinks that's like. It can either be really good, like people love it. Sorry, I'm making a lot of racket right now. People can either really love it or really hate it. I, I think that I'm actually like the only person I've met that does not like Fireball. Like I've never met someone else who's just like shared my dislike. I think this Fireball. The disdain for it comes from people having bad experiences. Do I just like the end of this? You just like the end of it. We're burning incense, ladies and gentlemen. We're saging this room. Is that good? You gotta you gotta burn a little more than that. Does it get lighted? Yeah, it gets lit. Is that enough? Just give it to me. This is a dude. What are you like? Smoking bowls with this? (laughs) Yeah, that's Levi's butane torch. There you go. Cool. I mean, it won't smell like cigarettes. It'll smell like lavender but oh it smells pretty good yeah dude i put those on in my room it's how much did that cost you dude i bought um really good i bought a seven pack it was like seven (laughs) of these for like five bucks off amazon seriously and each of them has um nine i think how much did you pay for this sick like little wooden holder thing i bought that at a smoke shop for like two dollars i walked in there i walked in there dude have you ever been inside a smoke shop before? Yeah. They're yeah. the sketchiest dudes. They are, but they're cool inside. They have, like, pipes and stuff. Mm. Like, yeah. I've been in some of that. Have, these like, dudes craft wooden pipes. Have you ever smoked a pipe? Yeah. Dude, those are cool. It's more like, like, if smoking is like drinking coffee, smoking a pipe is like drinking tea. You're talking about, like, out of, like, a corn cob pipe? Well. Like something pop, or not Popeye. Yeah, like, where you, like, have to pack in the What's tobacco. What's that snowman's name? Uh, Frosty. Frosty. Yeah. I've smoked out of a bubbler. A bubbler? Yeah. What is that? That was like marijuana. Yeah. yeah like a Mar- bong. A bubbler is like a pipe, but with water in it. It's like a mini bong. Yeah. So it's like a bong. It's more of like a pipe, though. It's like a, it's like, 
it's small. You hold it in one hand, but it just goes through water. You put water in it. So technically it's a bong, but it's almost a pipe because it's like shaped like a pipe. It's called a bubbler. Yeah. I bought one when I was like a sophomore in high school and it was like <laughs> so sketchy, dude. I remember, dude, like back in the day, like you look back on it, it's like, I should have got into more trouble. I wish I was like more of a hood rat. <laughs> I I actually weirdly know what you're talking about. You know what like, I mean? Like that was the craziest thing I had ever done was like buy. Dude, I remember I bought like. But a, everything seems so much more crazy when you're doing it for the first time. Like. When we were first trying to get alcohol, like, do you remember how absolutely terrifying I that never, was? No, no, not for me. I never drank in high school. I, the first time I drank... You should have been more of a hood rat if you never drank in high school. I just was a weed kid. And the first time I drank, it was for my friend's 18th birthday. You were we a had, weed kid? Yeah. Seriously. I would not have guessed that. No, I, was a, I, I, I mean, I would get drinks from work because I worked at a golf course and people would leave, like, a tr- White Claw or two. If I had three, that was like, oh, my gosh. And because I got them from work and I didn't buy anything, my parents didn't care. I would, like, sit in my room and play video games and have, like, three White Claws. <laughs> and, like, dude, I'd be cracked. I don't know. For some reason, it would it would make me so much better at, like, Valorant or something. Having a drink can steady your nerves, you know? It does, dude. Having a drink makes you better at drinking games. Like, if you're the sober person at a party who's, like, stepping in to play, like, BP and be, like, a super drunk person's partner, like, that is the worst spot to be yeah. in. Because no, you're, like, everyone's, like, oh, he's sober. He's going to do so good. Like no, you need like a couple of drinks in you to like have that real sauce. Well, you d- yeah, I think you definitely get better. But the thing is, is like I um, what was I, what was I gonna say? I uh, I got a thirty-six rack of Modelo for my friend's birthday, and my dad bought it for us. Dude, that's when we were sick. eighteen, I'll, and he was like, "Don't tell your mother." So that's I, sick. Mom, you can't. But at a certain cast. point, like my kids are gonna have to go through what I went through. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm not going to be, like, a helicopter parent. Like, but I'm going like, to be, like, do like don't do this, but, like, if you're going to do it. Like, to fully appreciate just being able to, like, go and buy alcohol whenever you want. Like, you need to spend a couple of nights, like, in a basement, like, with, like, 17 people passing around, like, a single beer, you know? That's weird. Uh, I don't even think people do that now. It That, like, dude, when you're, like. A single beer, like, 17 people? Okay, not that many. Whatever. It's, like, seven. Okay. It was a ridiculously high amount. Like a big beer, like a 40 ounce? That would make more sense. No, it was like a single can of beer. It was like we were sophomore year this of high really school. This really happened? Really happened. Right, sophomore tell year the cast. Tell the cast. Okay, sophomore year of high school, <laughs> we were playing D&D at my friend's what house. What a loser. And, and his dad had like put in so much effort to like set up this game of D&D, right? And then we get a, tick, a, a text from like all of our girlfriends at the time and they're like oh like come over like you know we're like having a like kickback they're like we were gonna have an orgy <laughs> <laughs> all and of so, your girlfriends texted you at once well like all our girlfriends were hanging out are you talking about girlfriends or like y- people you're in relationships with people we're in relationships oh with. okay um i mean obviously it was a mix but it was like there were like five like of us, like three group. of our girlfriends and Dude, like three the high of our school friend groups were incestuous so erotic yeah (laughs) all the Um, time for no reason looking back yeah it was not good (laughs) um but well yeah and so we're just sitting there playing this super boring game of D &D, and we're like no like we we literally met about this and we're like no we like committed to be here we're gonna stay um and the night wears on it's getting like 9 30 and like our girlfriends are still texting us and like one by one we break and make up excuses to leave this dude's house and then and then go to the same place and then all go to the same place um did he end up going and then he did not end up going he stayed there and his dad yelled at him because he had put in so much time into this D campaign and we had all just left and so then he texted us and yelled at us why did his dad yell at him 
because he spent like that whole day putting together like a D&D campaign. Like he was the one leading it. And then we all like clearly made up excuses to leave. Um, but why was his dad upset with him? He's just like, you didn't do anything today? Well, he was more just like, dude, why would you tell me to do this for all your friends and they're just all going to leave? Okay, well, I've been hearing bad things about your D&D campaign that's going on now. Really? From, I heard it was kind of boring. From Zach? Yeah. Yeah, it was really boring last he night. He said you guys didn't fight anyone. <laughs> wait, yeah, the fir- but he said the first night was fun, right? I don't know about last... Wait, did you play last night? Uh, on Thursday, we played. Okay, yeah. He was like, we didn't do anything. We sat there for two hours making our characters or something. Yeah. Wait, so... No, so the first night was really fun. Well, the last n- night... The, 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 the last second, night The that second time it. we met up, it was not very fun at all. I was... But we were all... I literally had driven through the night. I had gotten like three hours of sleep the night before and I was dying. This was after your trip? And so I, yeah. And so I was super tired and like all of us were super tired and it just like, it just, like it just wasn't working, you know? It wasn't, it, w- it was not like a fault of the game or anything like that. It just wasn't, we didn't have it on us like that. Yeah, I mean, I the only time I played D&D, I was like 10. This was like, I don't even think I played it. I think I watched. So I have no experiences with it. Yeah, it's it's pretty Skyrim. fun. <laughs> it's <laughs> I don't know how similar that is. That's like the closest thing, I guess. I never played Skyrim. I've only played D and D. So well, I play like role playing games. Okay. So I, I am not that experienced with D and D either. Like I who's just, in charge of this? Uh, Levi and Alex are like spearheading it. Okay. Um, those are bros. two of my roommates. Two of the yeah. Bros. Two of the boys. Um, and so two R zero listeners. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so so this if is I, technically the first episode. Yeah. I'm just gonna get rid of those other two. I'll archive them. You once should. once we get big enough, maybe we can put them on the Patreon, so people can be yeah. like, "Wow, yeah. look how far they've come." I do. That first episode was scuffed. I'm gonna be honest. It was like, pretty bad. It was so I had a ton of fun making it, and I enjoyed listening to it. But I was just like, we were just like, it was pretty scuffed. I think we like, were we just could do all over the place. Yeah. We talked about like four different things. Yeah. You well, I mean, know? do you want to stay like more on one topic? I don't care. I think we can do that in some episodes. And then sometimes if it's just chill, we can just chill. I feel like we should just be faithful. Because I know you've been talking to you're like, I wanted you, you're like, you were going to tell me you were going to give me that book, The Archives, Archetypes, and the Collective Unconscious. Yeah. And I've been wanting to get something like on audio or audible, but I don't know. I don't know any of those books very well. Dude, I it's literally on my desk in my room right now. I can like hand it to you. Okay, well I'll get it. But I know you're really into that, and I want to talk about like yeah psychic stuff like that. Let's do it. So we let's talk about the the part one okay. of the show we watched. I assigned John John some homework. Yeah. I told him to watch Century of Self by Adam Curtis, just the first episode because I think altogether it's like four hours long. It's pretty long. Yeah. I was interesting though. It 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 started to drag a little bit. Yeah, that's why you you can watch them all at once, but it's better to just watch one at a time because it lets yeah. you think about what he said. And I also like the way he makes it. It's like not like him going around interviewing people, although he does do that. It's like footage that goes along with what he's saying. So, so you you found this? I'm I've heard yeah, of it. You found Curtis this. Heard, heard of it? He's kind of like. What a, about it? Like stuck out to you? Well, I had never seen it before. Okay. I have seen another one of his doc- documentaries called Hypernormalization. And that is about, um, he starts out, I don't want to explain it to you, but hypernormalization, the concept is like, they know that we know that they lie and we don't do anything about it. And they know that we're not going to do anything about it. And his example is like the Soviet Union, the, the end of the Soviet Union, when people knew things were wrong and the government knew that people knew things were wrong, but 
no one was doing anything. It was like an outs outside force that really caused the Soviet Union to fall, as well as within, but like the peasant class, or not peasant, but like, you know, the people. Do you think it was an outside force that caused the Soviet Union to fall? Well, it was a myriad of things. But it's more of like a, uh, I'm talking about like psychic okay, like levels of just like people knowing things are, like he uses a, a, an example of Gaddafi. And I don't know if you how much you know about Gaddafi. I don't know anything about that. But he went from being like terrorist to like ultra terrorist to like UN hero and then to being murdered by the CIA or like bombed basically. So in the, the idea that he, the reason he brings When was this? Well, he was got killed in like 2010, 2009. Okay. But throughout this like they blamed Libya, I believe, for a bombing in Germany. That they said he spearheaded, even though he, he has no reason to. But they needed him. They needed Syria's, um, like, oil bullshit and stuff. That they were like, we need to put this on someone else. We can't, like, get rid of Syria. We need to, like, bring democracy to Libya or something. But then, and I think 2000... Fuck, I'm going to butcher this. I watched this a couple months ago. <laughs> he, he eventually, he came... Like, it was convenient for western powers to paint him now as not a negative figure but as like a good figure and actually he went to the union un in new york and spoke for like two hours when deck like a couple decades before he was being painted as like a terrorist like a legit like harbor of like basically saddam hussein he like legitimately spoke at the un in like 2010 or something well what's interesting and this is the thing of hyper normalization it's like they the media and like the people who are in control can like change public perspective even if people know who pay attention that it's wrong, like no one can do anything about it. Well, I mean, it's like, I think you would really like it. And that's why I wanted to show you this guy's documentaries. Hyper normalization. Dude, he's got so many good ones. They're all like, not like culty, but like they do that like fun footage. Where it's like they show like weird stuff in the background and it makes you think. Yeah. I like it. See, I don't, I feel like there's a component of truth to that, of hyper-normalization, where they know that we're all sheep, and we know that they think we're sheep and treat us like sheep. But it's like, at the end of the day, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like people are too stupid to be like, like the people in charge are too stupid to be like, like, I don't think it's that deep. Like, sometimes we give the elites too much credit. Yeah, I think I we always give the elites too much credit. I think even calling them the elites gives them too much credit. Yeah, I guess it's just like, kind of like I don't a think buzzword. That, I think we talked last time, uh, even though this will be deleted, dear viewer, and you'll never maybe, see maybe it. But <laughs> we talked last time that <clears throat> I am, to a fault, probably not a conspiratorial thinker, just because I don't think people are that smart. I don't think, like, the odds of a bunch of people getting together and, like, I think that's starting. the point of a conspiracy, though. It's like you get enough people in on something. You don't have to be super smart. You get enough powerful people. The point, dude, you get enough people in on something, and so somebody's gonna blow the whistle. Well, yeah, you got the, you got your Jeffrey Epstein's, dude. You, <laughs> you get like like ten people in a room and tell them some sort of like crazy bullshit. Like one of those people is for sure gonna go blow the whistle on you. Like that's my theory, and maybe I think differently than other people do, and maybe I would be that person who blew the whistle, and maybe that's why I'm getting left out of all the conspiracy theories. But <laughs> I. That's just my thoughts on it. So you're you're saying like you don't think hypernormal like that couldn't exist? I th I think okay. you should just watch it because I, I mean obviously like basically this is how I work. I just like point at it and go and I go see that's what I've been saying. 
So that's how my opinion. Have you read about the like Polish rebellion against the Soviet Union? In like after World War Two? It was in the nineteen eighties. No, it was uh, like uh, like the Polish Labor Party, like rose up, basically like really? kind of revolted against the Soviet Union. Well, dude. Side note, the whole Soviet Union is a German plan. A German plan, yeah, dude. They s- they oh yeah, well, in, in nineteen seventeen, yeah, Trotsky, yeah. Well, okay. And then boom, twenty years later, it came and bucked Okay, them. well, okay, the whole Soviet Union was not a German plan. But the idea of communism came. I think Karl Marx was German, right? Yes. Okay. No. So they sent in Lenin to uh, rattle. So Germany was embroiled in a two-front war in 1917 of two yeah, wars two of attrition against Russia the French and the British in the West and the Russians in the East. Yeah. And they sent in Lenin to destabilize the Tsarist regime to make the Russian opposition crumble. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm Basically saying. Basically, said they could put all their forces against the French and the British in the West. So they did not. They had no ideological motivation to like want the like they like no it wasn't they like they're like we want this them to be communist they were like we want them to have their own civil war yeah it, it, it it's not that deep like they this they could not have planned the soviet well yeah yeah i know but i'm saying like butterfly effect well no but then you were saying like oh but like didn't communism Exo come from germany you know? in the first didn't communism come from germany in the first place as if like that's why they wanted communism to no, go I'm not to say- russia i'm just saying the soviet union more than likely came to be because of actions by the German government. Um, yes. If it, yes. it could have been a nationalist like dictatorship if it wasn't. Like it, it could have been it could have literally done what happened in Germany. Could have happened in Russia. Well, yeah, but that's sort of like saying that the like America came to be because of the French government because the French government started the French and Indian War which bankrupted the British government which made them enact taxes on the American people which caused the American Revolution where it's like Dude, all it wars, may be true. All wars are bankers wars. Did you know it, that? <laughs> Did you know that? I also don't think that's true. It's true. No. Bankers all benefit from wars. They fund what about the ones that lose and have their homes bombed Dude, into oblivion. They, what? The bankers? Bankers the do bankers not want do war. Not Okay, Bankers. I'm not talking about your local Wells Fargo manager. I'm talking about the dudes that run the Fed, the dudes that run the global banks. The the dudes that run the global banks. Are you talking about over the course of history or right now? I'm talking about right now. I I wouldn't know enough to talk about right now. Dude, next week I'll show you a video. It's called okay. I'm sure it's your RFK Jr. videos on the American military it's industrial complex profiting off of Ukraine. It's called All Wars Are Bankers Wars, okay? I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. What's your opinion on the Federal Reserve? Oh, ter- oh, terrible garbage. garbage. It's basically his point. Dude, the Federal, Federal Reserve, Reserve was, was basically, basically brought, in brought in from, from my, my, my sketchy understanding. understanding. I mean, I know, by the Titanic thing. Fact, I know for a fact, fact that it's morphed into something that is a nine-headed hydra. It's like a suit. The point of it is like they say it has this private-public entity because they're like, oh, we don't want the government to like have its hands and like start electing people that they want. But they do that because then they can't be audited because they're like a private company. No, it's ridiculous. Where it was, and I then believe, they lend, they lend started, money. I believe it was started just so that they could have a federal lender of last resort, just so that the the central banks there wouldn't be a run on the privately owned central banks. And now we have this monstrosity that basically, in lieu of a gold standard, is the thing that is setting the inflation rate of the entire American economy. And so. Finance now does not necessarily come down to the objective value of assets. It's a bunch of finance bros sitting around trying to trying to guess 
with their oracles what the Federal Reserve is going to do, which is absolutely ridiculous. It's insane. It and then they lend, they lend money to the banks at interest, and then the banks lend us money at interest, and then it's just double whammies, total so usury. The usury <laughs> is banned in Islam and Judaism. You know what it's not banned in? Christianity, dude. Because the Roman Catholics, they were like, wait, <laughs> usury is good for the banks. Um, yeah. Usury is bad, dude. I had this argument with. So so by usury, what precisely do you mean? An exorbitant, uh, ex- explicitly on, I'm not talking about like loaning someone like your car. I'm saying like when you loan someone money and you charge them like a ridiculous amount of interest for it, like that's usury. Well, what's defined as a ridiculous amount of interest? So there's the. I don't even think you should, you know, charge interest like money at interest. I think you should just be paid back. No, 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 no. Because the the amount of capital in the American, having people who will give you who will extend you lines of credit. That's just a dominator mindset. No, people who will extend you lines of credit for you to pay back. What if so? Do you you at least think it should be adjusted for the rate of inflation, right? That's what Caleb was saying. He was saying, "What about when the money's not worth as much?" I was saying, "That's why we do gold standards." Um, well, yeah, solved. but so the the issue is that having people who are motivated to ex- there's not going to be any lines of credit if people are having to do it out of the goodness of their hearts. You're not going to be able to take out money. You're saying to you buy wouldn't need to take out as much money. Like I don't, I don't think things, I don't things would be things would be as expensive. If we couldn't take out lines of credit, if there we have, a, if we had a set standard of um, total, what was it wealth? You know what I'm trying to say? What's the word I'm looking for? Like a set amount of wealth across the nation. I'm capital? not talking about communism. Capital is that what you're talking it's about? It's not like we can. It's not like we can be like, oh, okay, we need more. Like we can print more money. So you're just talking about having like a. a like a gold like standard a f- sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, like not where a fiat currency. Where the gov- yeah, because the we have that. I don't think we would need to charge. As I'm like, I'm not going to let perfect be the enemy of good. Is that the phrase? Sure. I've like, never heard that, but. Don't let the don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. Like, if I can't have everything, like, give me something. Like, I'd rather do that than have, and still have, like, some interest rates on money lending. So there can be, like, movement of capital. Yeah. Then there be no interest on lending money and a gold standard or one or the other. Also, I'm going to take this other fireball. Shot. Okay. Um, so uh, going back to what you said about the federal reserve, I don't know too much about monetary policy. I just say a lot of shit. <laughs> so, so the reason, the reason that like the primary reason that I am would consider myself more of a libertarian because I, I would consider myself a pretty what about the sidewalks? Person. What about the sidewalks? <laughs> Dude, arguments against libertarian are so gay. Well, obviously we would think that. No, I just think they're bad. They're bad faith arguments. It's like when p- atheists make arguments like, Dude, "Oh, you get, believe in a spaghetti Alex monster." Alex Martinez in here. He will make some extremely powerful arguments about. He will. Oh, I have a roommate who's a socialist, and he would destroy. Why are, we, why are you doxing first name last name? He would. Dude, Alex Martinez is the most generic <laughs> name ever. True, bro. true. Are we gonna take this? Huh? Um. Well, I figured we should take it one at a time, so we don't have dead air. Um, I think that's kind of it's like, oh, what's happening? All right, okay. you, I'll take it, and you talk about okay. the Fed. The reason, probably the primary reason that I would consider myself like a libertarian, even though I'm not blind <laughs> to like the problems in America, and I'm, I keep an open mind about the fact that oh, people yeah. are suffering and need government intervention, is just the fact that any government institution that is created, it, the, the, the thing that makes private industry, in my opinion, have more value than government 
um, government institutions is just because if a government institution, when it's created, it is there forever. Like if you look at the Federal Reserve, temporary, a hundred years, it's been morphed into a complete beast that is completely unrecognizable from what the people who created it intended it to be, and it is doing irreparable harm to our economy. And I think that it's <clears throat> it's pretty hard to argue that that wouldn't be the case for basically most other government institutions that could be created to intervene in the problems that face our society. I think that we need their – that's just not the way because these things, they, they turn into things which they weren't. It's pretty already. ironic that Reagan, like this dude who spent so much money, has that one quote that's like, there's nothing more permanent than a uh, than a temporary government program. Yeah. Strong? Yeah. Very strong. Yeah. Um, um, no, you were going to say something? Oh, you, you can keep going. I was just going to – it's kind of besides the point. But um, do you, you know the history of, like, the EPA? That What's the EPA? Environmental Protection Agency. No. Put in by Nixon. Big environmental guy, apparently. No, 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 dude. The EPA. Nixon is an underrated president, in my opinion. Well, just wait till you hear this. I think this is, like, some deep state, like, movement stuff. But the EPA basically blocked off like 25% of American land as collateral for its debt for all of the minerals and precious diamonds, or not diamonds, but precious minerals, precious metals within those lands that technically are the American people's are now like un, you're not able to use those. You're not able to like lend those to the public. They're now part of like the government. They're owned by the government as collateral for its debt. Well, fact check true. Well, technically, I, I'm I've never heard about that before. But Steve, technically, we, the people who that belongs to, uh, voted for those politicians who then created Steve, the think, EPA. Do you think our votes matter? Who then was given the authority by our politicians to do that with our land? So technically, the only ones we have to blame are ourselves for that one, in my opinion. I didn't vote. <laughs> I was in the sixties, bro. Yeah, but our parents did. And that's no, I don't think people. my parents did either. They were just being born. Well, yeah, my dad was born in 61, so. You love, you're a big doxer, dude. <laughs> you're just going to start putting stuff together. Does that bother you? No, I just Should I say your last name? No, please don't. <laughs> um, it's opposite of old. Um, what were your thoughts, what were your thoughts on the video, on the, on the video you sent me? Because that was I where this conversation was, started. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really interesting. I like, well, at least we only watched the first episode. I thought the part where. Um, Edward Bunyan, or is it Edward Bernays? Bernays. Bernays. Edward Bunyan. Oh, I got that from. Yeah, that was crazy. Edward Bernays. Um, just like that guy's mindset of just like manipulating masses and manipulating to people's emotion, like irrational, emotional, unconscious, rather than their their rational. And I like feel like nowadays that's like the gold standard for all public consumption. So, you have you have negative opinions on that. Um, I think, I don't think that there is anything wrong with what he's doing. And I think, I didn't say there was anything wrong. Oh, yeah, no, I no, think no, it's no, an no. effective way I, I, to I manipulate that, people's minds. I think that setting up, is it morally good? I think that you can ask people, a big man when you're done. I think pe- like, um, there's a lot to be said for making decisions based on emotion instead of decisions based on quote unquote logic. Well, yeah. But buying cigarettes, buying cars, like, are those decisions emotional? Well, I think to a degree... Decisions that are more emotional are, like, moving somewhere. Like, you know, like, how is this going to affect my relationships with people? 
the things that we were talked about in this video are not emotional that don't need to be looked at emotionally. Do well, I need I, to smoke cigarettes? It's not based off what you need anymore. It's based off what you want. And <laughs> dude, afterwards, fucking Zach and Caleb kept calling me a consumer. I was like, I'm an American worker. I'm not an American consumer. Cause in the video, he's like, people went from American <laughs> workers to consumer. And I was like, I'm a fucking worker. I'm not a consumer. <laughs> I'm not a consumer. But I was like, yeah, dude. He was like, oh, you want to sit down and consume YouTube? I was like, that's not even the same thing. Sure it is. Yeah, but I'm not buying anything. You don't. Sure you are. No, I'm not. They're, that's dude, not the sense they're of putting what ads, They're putting about. ads all over. All over those things. No, I neglect that hierarchy. All over those neglect. videos. Sure, you aren't buying something, but, you know, one of the hundred other people your age and that fit your demographic who the ad is targeted to are going to buy something, and that's going to pay for the ad. Dude, there you're are no your, there are no ads you're on them, Century you're of Self them. by Adam Curtis on YouTube. <laughs> I guarantee <laughs> you that the the Mockingbird Media will not let there be ads on there, dude, because those videos are based. You're giving them your information and your data. No, nope. that they are on my TV on a guest account. Of. Try again. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> you are. What about the people who make those videos and put the ads in those videos? Your time. You're spending your time. Right, That's it. You're spending All your right. time. You're pushing. Are, are you not? Could you not be making? Could you I'm not just, be working? I wasn't consuming. Time? I was being an American worker. I produce for this economy. I don't consume. You also consume. We're sitting here holding two microphones on your computer, burning some incense, drinking some fireball shots. I'm way more into. Hopefully, like, we're about to put in some zin. Let's do it. That's a good idea. Yeah. You keep going. Okay. Oh, well, I, Look, I, don't I know you're going. just trying to be fun, right now. Like, let's be real. But the point of me saying, like, I'm not, I don't want, I don't ever want my life. I do. I work at a um a place with a lot of wealthy people, and sometimes when I tell them about the um career that I would like to do, I get weird looks and like scoffs. No, no, it's like, you know, I'm like. Uh, it I, it kind of feels bad, but at the same time, it's like no, I have never in my life. I mean, I, to some degree, like, I've never really worried about money because I'm pretty middle class, but I've never l really ever wanted to pursue vast amounts of wealth. And I think that pursuit of vast amounts of wealth comes with some level of, I don't want to say mental disorder, but like narcissism or like. But by our logic, those people who accumulate vast amounts of wealth are the ones who are producing the most for the economy. I'm just saying, I don't think that's ever something I would want to do. I think that's, like, got a huge tax on your mental health. You think so? Having a lot of money, man. More money, more problems. I think to a degree, but I think there's a way to do it right. I'm not talking about being poor. Like, obviously, living I know. I know you're not talking about that. You're talking about having a middle-class lifestyle. I'm not even saying middle-class. You're, uh, like you're talking about you're going to be comfortable and your needs are going to be provided it's for. It's just as you get more wealthy, your problems become more expensive. More expensive. Yeah, you know. Oh, so-and-so with the country club. It's like, really, dude? See, but most of the... Okay, let me tell you something. I let me tell worked, you something. I worked um, installing stair lifts. For for two years, like old people, and uh, yeah, very old people, and the people that I worked for that would come out and th there were people that I worked for that would kind of ignore us. There were people who would be annoying and rush us. 
Um, and then there were people that would come out and be really kind, and they would like offer us, dude. People offered us like beer, soda, all that, and that was typically the wealthiest people who were the nicest. And I'm not saying that says like wealthiest people are like kinder than poor people. Like they obviously have a lot less stress, and they are just sitting around like doing nothing all day if they're an old wealthy person. But like, <laughs> if you want to see who's like like the people living on like the you know and the really nice house who are 70 who are millionaires those are the people who are pretty happy-go-lucky and carefree um and they genuinely are happy um and not to say that poor people can't be happy or anything but like i do think it's a little bit too easy to say that chasing chasing wealth perverts your mind because you can be the kind of person who's a hard worker and very productive and comes up with a lot of good ideas and is going to make a lot of money yeah but they're not chasing wealth yeah they're chasing innovation i'm talking about people who solely want to be rich and that's that is messed up i would that's agree what that was my point so you agree yes. yeah i mean if you get rich doing something you love you know that's a labor of love and yeah. you just happen to have picked something that can make you wealthy but money does you know corrupt so you gotta be yeah. careful it's definitely not something you want to strive for yeah how much do you believe in the in the in psychoanalysis? Well, like Freud psychoanalysis? Yes. I like the whole sex stuff. I think that's weird. Okay. I mean, I'm kind of into the stepmom stuff, but <laughs> I don't think that means I'm into my mom. <laughs> why do you think you're into the stepmom stuff? She's kind of a fun fantasy. But why is that fun? Why is that a fun fantasy? It's a hot milf, dude. Hot milf. But why why is a hot milf appealing? I don't even think I'm more into like the plot. <laughs> if I'm being honest, people are like, plot doesn't matter, dude. You can't just throw me right into the, you can't just throw me right into the to the action. I gotta like see why you know he got stuck or she got stuck. Like, <laughs> oh, so you're saying it's only for the plot that the that the so, dude, like, s- steps it, like by state. They did this thing where they studied by state the most like popular forms of pornography. And the top in a bunch of states were... Like stepsister? Well, what's interesting is I feel like a lot of it is like, yeah, like step-siblings, uh, stepmothers, interracial was a big one too, where it's like stuff that... And that was in a lot of southern states. Uh, um, and so it may just be a component of it is just like the taboo. Yeah, component. definitely. I mean, I've been reading this book called A Billion Wicked Thoughts. You ever heard of it? Yeah, you, you were telling me about this. Um, and I just read a section on it about like feet oh boy and um dude basically like proved that like liking feet is not weird it's the third biggest <laughs> like like mental arousal among men like they did feet. this they did this experiment where they tied they like got these guys they tied this like type of like heartbeat monitor or not a blood flow monitor they literally tied it around their dicks sat them down speaking of dicks my zipper's undone um, I don't know why that's going on. They t- they sat him down. They showed him a screen. They had a screen in front of them. It's almost like Pavlov's dog. You know those, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're familiar with this. I was a psychology major for a year. I know. So I like talking to you about this stuff because I don't know anything about psychology and I want to get more into it and more into like stuff like that. But anyways, here we go. They showed him a picture of a jar of pennies for like 15 seconds. Are you having trouble opening that? I got. Okay, you got it. I throw it in the top lip. Are you bottom or top? Bottom. I have a canker sore right now, so I can't do it on the bottom. You good? Anyways, so they show him a picture of jar of pennies for like 15 seconds. 
And then right after that, they show him a, like a lewd photograph for like 30. I don't know if it's pornographic or not, but they're checking the blood flow. And then it's a blank screen for like two minutes. And then they show him the picture, again, the jar of pennies again. Excuse me, I'm going to burp. So I personally get turned on a ton by jars of pennies. That's kind of the point of this experiment, actually. Yeah. So they show him the jar of pennies again, and then the loot, different loot picture. And then, or maybe it was the same. I don't know. It sounded like they did the same, different one. And the point of it, the, they were, like, trying to prove that, like, you can learn a sexual... Are you going to start spitting in there? Yeah, yeah. You don't need to spit with these. All right, anyways. You can actually swallow it. What? Well, that's, well, that's, weird. that's weird. Some people do. That's what she said. Anyways, um... They were trying to prove that, like, oh, you can learn, like, sexual, um, not, like, kinks, but, like, things that, things that you like, I guess. Yeah. Like, the reason people like certain things. But no one, in, in all of the experience, no one had blood flow increase during the jar of pennies. Because the jar of pennies simulated, oh, like, something's about to come after this. Like, that's going to be sexual, sexual in nature. And there was only, like, a couple people who actually had blood flow when they saw it. When it came on the screen, because in between Jar Penny's nude picture, it was like black. There was nothing there, and they they weren't given like a time. They didn't know like how long it was going to be. I think it was different each time. So they were training them to think to associate to the Jar, jar Penny's with an arousing. Exactly the same thing with Pavlov's dogs with the the what is it the bell? I feel like that doesn't have anything to do with fetishes. Well, here's the, here's where it gets better. Um. Dude, this is a good book. I'm going to give it to you when I'm done. Sure. It's actually not very long. It's really interesting to read. Um, recommend it to all the uh, listeners out there. We should do NPR voice. <laughs> all right, now. Um, we should not do that. NPR sucks. I've never Anyways, listened to it. I used to like it. Okay, let's not get off track. Anyway, so let's stay on topic. Um, <laughs> they found, like, it didn't work. Like, people didn't think the same as dogs. Like, our brains are way more complex and a fucking dog. Like, we're not turned on by a jar of pennies. And the, and if you take those pe- we, people back, I mean, no one's turned on by a jar of pennies. The same reason, like, I'm not turned on by my computer, even though my computer means I can load up, you know, the hub. Yeah. So, basically, that was the point I was getting at. Okay. Is that... Well, how does that relate? So, you're saying that... Fet- so, I, I can see what you're trying to say. And we were talking about that, feet. Yes. That, yes, that fetishes are, like, trained. They're just, there are things that, like, ha- like, happen when you're, like, your brain is developing. Like, when you're a kid, basically. So, th- when we were talking about psychoanalysis, I was like, maybe there are some degree, there's some degree, there's some truth of, like, our sexual experience, our sexual, like, things that we like. I don't know. Is there a word for that? I don't want to say kink. I don't even want to say fetish. Preferences? Yeah, that's more of like sexual preference. Sexual preference nowadays, like, kind of means like what? I feel like I feel like that's pretty separate from like sexual orientation. Yeah, true, true. Sexual preference is like comes like when you're a child, like when your brain is developing. Like you don't get into something as you get older. That's basically what the book was saying. Okay. Which is like interesting. I don't I mean I haven't ran any experiments on it. I'm going off based off what they're saying. But like the three biggest things are like boobs, butt, and then feet. And <laughs> Caleb and Zach were super pissed off to hear about this because I've been raving on them. I've been like, <laughs> you guys have hating on them. And it's not even like I don't even think it's a sexual thing. I just don't mind them. You know, I'll I'll do a foot rub. <laughs> There's a lot of haters out who are like disgusted. So by you're feet. just saying that you have no control over the fact that you're pervertedly attracted to feet. 
I'm not pervertedly attracted to feet. You're saying you have no control over it. I just think they're nice. I think if you have a nice pair of feet. But I'm just confused. Like, so you just went to great lengths to show that it's like it can't be like sexual sexual preference can't be learned. Yes, which is why I think some people are born gay. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's like clinically beyond doubt. I know, but you some people that we know would probably say no. Like that's a choice. Yeah, but and it's like those people, I would never those people bang are, a dude. Yeah. Well, I know, but just because people we know would say that doesn't mean it's like scientifically yeah, that, credible. I'm just saying, yeah, no, no, you no, might I might have thought I thought that, but no, I don't think that. At all. Yeah. Well, uh, so you're just saying that. Well, it's it's weird to me that you're defending your attraction to feet just by saying you can't control it. Well, I also don't <laughs> even think that's we- it's that weird. I don't. I, I don't I, think it's a further record. No, I don't think it's weird. The thing is, is like if I saw a picture of feet, I don't even think there'd be blood flow. Yeah. Like I would, I, I so could, this is all I completely never, foreign to me. This I would com- never be turned on by the picture of feet. Do you think girls like feet, like no, men's feet? Dudes have don't, dudes don't have nice feet. I'd be surprised. Maybe. I mean, if it, dude, it's rule thirty four, but for this, it's like someone out there is into it. Yeah, dude. The th- there's examples in this book of like the things people look up. There was like a data leak for this a search engine, and like the things people looked up, and one of them was like. They were like, this is Mr. Bikini's search history. Or as we like to call him, user, or we like to call him Mr. Bikini, or he's user one, blah, 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 one, zero, zero, two, one. And it was like, cheerleaders, nude, nude cheerleaders, like bikini girls. And then it was like, the sin of lust. And then it was like, cheerleaders, nude, like bikinis. And it was like, no, like a long no. And then it was like, am I addicted to porn? It's like, like one guy's search history. It's like 10 things, but it was so funny. Just the p- things people look up. And it's like, it doesn't even account for, that. that's not even the half of it. I've only read like 50 pages of it, but so far, dude, people are into weird things. Yeah. No, I, I think that's that's undoubtedly true. Well, and also like novelty is a huge component of like sexual, sexual experience. Like that's, that's like part of I feel like what drives these things. It's also, I also think that a huge component. There's like something in my water. What the hell? <laughs> Anyways, I also think a huge component of it. So they also did another study, and people who work in areas where pornography is publicly displayed. So if you work in like just a what, like, like a, on a billboard, like a lewd film, like bar or something like that. I actually don't oh, know what like kind of legit, place. like kind yeah. of bowls. Uh, sure. Before? No. Yeah, if you look over the counter, they have pictures of boobs. That's weird. Super, yeah. So, it, so it, a place it actually makes me uncomfortable. I don't so like seeing, like, nude pictures in public. I feel like it's something you should not be displayed. I think, yeah, I think you'd be in the majority with that. But, but people who work in places like that where pornography is publicly displayed, maybe like a strip club or something like that. Oh, okay. I basically said they cannot... They do not get attra- like turned on by basic pornography anymore. Like it needs to be like brutal stuff for them to get interested in it, and it's just because you get accustomed to what you're seeing and that to like the regular stranger stuff. and stranger places. And so I do think that as we become more addicted to pornography, like the searches and what like the things that we need to find that turn us on get darker and darker. Yeah, I mean I've been. I don't know. I think the first time I looked at it was like nine. It's pretty much the same. Pretty much just boobs. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Hasn't gotten weirder. 
but I never like dived into like the Bukaki region. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really gone so far as much. But dude, say one more thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to tell you about something that shrives me to no to no mountain top. It shrives me so much. You know what I'm saying? Shriv? No. It shrives my 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 wiener and my brain so much. Continue what you were gonna say. Well, yeah, I was just going to say it's it's like novelty is really important. And the more you grow accustomed to what you're seeing, the more like you are going to need. Uh, they did it's another like study. A drug. They did another study where basically they, they brought people in and they ha- asked them to rate the attractiveness of their partner. Um, it was it was men. It's a perfect segue. And they... Um, basically they they rated them and then they brought in another group and then they showed them a picture of like a girly magazine like a playboy or something like that uh-huh. with just boobs and pictures and the guys then rated their their partners at a lower level of attractiveness um and so well so they t- showed them they talked about they were like what how hot do you think your girlfriend is or something or your wife basically yeah and then they asked them again and they were like well she's actually not that hot like how did this work? no 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 this was a different group they had, it was a double yeah it was a, like a like a they had two different. So just on average, it was a little bit lower. I don't know the quantity of how much lower it was, but it was, it was, it was, it was statistically it was statistically significant. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of hard because what if it's? I mean, what if they're just legitimately not as attractive? Well, okay. So this is like for for me to hear about a result because you're into stats. For me to hear about a result that would have so yeah. So what statistically significant means is that basically we can say. Without a doubt there that this isn't human error, this is... No, without a doubt, it basically means that there is a 95% chance that this result could not be chalked up to a random occurrence. Okay. So we can be not... So you're valid to say that, but in this particular case, um, what I'm assuming is that there is a 95% chance that this, the result was not random. And so okay. we can we can sit here as lay people and say, yeah, this is the case. This is what we've... Really? Found. So they saw those pictures and they were like, they went down... It was so much lower that the result likely, like almost certainly could not have been random. Damn. Yeah. It sucks. And so as men, when we look at things like that, when we're exposed to things like that, it is robbing us of our appreciation of our future partners and our current partners. True. Yeah. Perfect segue because I was just going to talk about that. Dude, when you have a bae who you're like hanging out with maybe for like a month, let's just say, maybe you've been hanging out with her for a month and you're talking about something like this. Maybe this may or not have happened to me, and you're like, no, I think you're like, I think you're hot, and they go, I'm not hot. That shrives me so much. Why? Cause it's like, you know, you're hot. I think you're hot. Like, there's no, I wouldn't be talking to you if I didn't think you were attractive. Not only that, this fictional person that may or may not exist was offered to like model for someone, and not only that, but this other, this fictional person that may or may not exist. Who is also Whoa, fictional? Well, Peyton's going out with a model, guys. That's crazy. Was like, oh yeah, I've I've thought about modeling before in the future. You don't think that unless you think you're attractive. Yeah. So what she's saying that so that you can say, oh no, baby, like you're beautiful. No, she wants I to want her to that. be like, yeah, I'm a bad bitch. Do you want her to say that though? I was I was telling Zeke this, and I was like, that also comes with other problems though. No, like, because if you have a girl who says that, then she's probably different on a it's, weird it's, level. It's called class. Like if a like. You wouldn't want to talk to her because I would just. You've, I would you've just dealt be like, with. Thank you. You've dealt with like cocky girls before, right? Yeah, but when when I brought this up to her and she was like, "No, I think you're hot," I'll be like, well, "Duh." 
but I'm also like being sarcastic. You, would n- you did not say that. I did. You said that as a joke. That's what I'm saying. I was being sarcastic. Yeah. Yes. But it's like, yes, I- I'll appreciate the comment. I won't say no, I'm not. Yeah. That's it? What? Too much? I'll just take a little break. <laughs> I've, I've passed out from these things before. True. That was a six milligram, granted. These are three. I, these are three. I've, yeah, I know. I've, I've learned to. Yeah, you don't want to die. I don't know. I think but it'll be luckily, fine I'm, a ni- I'm on a nice, soft couch right now, and I'm not sitting on a Good on a bar stool, and gonna fall and hit my head and then slump to the ground as my friends try to shake me awake. That didn't happen. That did happen. I thought you were in a chair when that happened. I was at my friend's house, sitting on a bar stool in their house at their marble counter. And you passed out. I passed out, whacked my head on the fridge, and then crumpled to the ground. And everyone was trying to shake me awake, and it was a bummer. Because I was only home, back home with my friends for a couple of days, and all my friends had went out to the bar and I had a great time, and I had to stay home. I had to stay you in my friend's rally? house, literally sitting on the couch. How long were you out for? I was out for like ten seconds. Were you kind of deluged when you woke up? Um, like what happened? A little bit, yeah. I just woke up on the floor, and ba- basically what happened, I, I felt so like. I was feeling super sick, and I was like, wow, am I really about to, like, poke in my friend's oh. toilet right now? Like, am I going to have to do this right now? And then I just woke up on the ground. Wait, really? Yeah, I like, I was concentrating so much on not Did you not up. take it out? I did take it out. I took it out, but it was, like, too late. Like, it was a building, and I was, like, feeling super nauseous, and I was focusing on, like, not throwing up. And then yeah, my vision Yeah, you're thinking too much black. about, like, not throwing up. Yeah, but at the same I like time, I would, I would way rather pass out than throw up. Because I just woke up feeling great. It was like a hard reset of the system. Oh, so why didn't you go out then? Um, they didn't want you to go out. Well, so I this time, so the first time it happened to me, I woke up feeling fine. This has happened to me three times before. The first time I woke up feeling absolutely fine. It was in an Earth Cafe, and I fell out. I fell. I knocked over a concrete little bench thing, and I woke up in a planter. A concrete bed. bench. Yeah. A con. I fell out of my chair. Knocked over something made out but of. But that concrete? one was cool because. They thought that it was their fault that I had sat on a faulty chair, and so they gave me a bunch of di- like coup- uh, coupons for Earth Cafe, and oh so I was like God. eating like they gave me like hundreds of dollars in coupons so I wouldn't sue them. Did it break? The chair broke. Yeah, it did break <laughs> when I passed out, and I slumped over onto a concrete bench, knocked that over, broke that, and woke up in a planter bed. Ten seconds later, with my brother shaking, telling people to call nine one one. Wait, really? Yeah. Did they call? No. They didn't. You were like, I'm fine. I was, I, I was like, I'm fine. That and I was, sucks, I thought I was dude. gonna have to throw up. That's low-key embarrassing. Yeah, I had been drinking a lot the night before. I was hungover, oh. and I was like sitting there at the in the cafe. Being and then sucks. It does, yeah. It really sucks. Um, then the second time was the Zin, and that made me pass out. And that time I woke up and I still did feel a little bit sick. Um, and so I like sat on a couch and watched a movie for like two time? hours. The third time I was the time that we went out together. But that was in Zin. It wasn't Zin. I had had a couple of drinks, and I just, like, I was feeling, I, I had had, like, five drinks, so I was, or six. And so I was pretty drunk, but I was, like, not at all. I've Maybe never, you just I, fell asleep. Maybe. No, it was not that, because I've never, like, pa- I've never blacked out from alcohol before in my life. But I had had six drinks, and so I was pretty drunk, and I've had way more drinks than that. I mean, like, I've been really drunk, but I've never passed out, and I've never thrown up. Um, but I was like sitting there in my chair at a bar and then I just literally woke up the next morning and that was crazy that I like went home and I had no memory of anything that happened. 
I think that's why you think I you think, got drugged. I think that I may have gotten drugged. Because you were time. saying your brother got sick the next, but I think yeah, my brother was throwing up in the toilet the next morning, and he hadn't had that much to drink either. And so, and you were like absolutely yeah, gone. I was just hammered though. I was you had, fine. Yeah, but like I don't remember walking to that person's house. How much did you have to drink dude, though? I drank well because prior to that, did you have enough to drink to like justify that? I had a lot to drink, dude. I had okay. these margaritas, the cut water margaritas. I had four of them, and each of them is twelve and a half percent. So each but of we them were is with like Taylor. three beers. Yeah. So I had basically twelve beers before I got there, <laughs> and then I start. I drank like an IPA at the bar. And dude, when I got there, I was like buzzing. I was like, Boo, I'm like feeling really good. I should have just stopped right there. But like when you're at the bar, like you want something in your hand. You know, you need a drink. Yeah, in your yeah, hand. yeah, yeah. And like I drank a, I don't know. A fucking like I think I drank a cream or uh, uh, what is it called? Dirty Vodka Dirty cranberry. Shirley. Dirty, dirty Shirley and an IPA. I remember that. But you didn't drink that much of that cuz I finished that. Yeah, but that's like 14 drinks in only a couple hours. Like that's No, yeah. And then I was just just left apparently. Yeah, you he just did. I thought we I were, said we were at a bar and then I just looked around and Peyton was not there. <laughs> but I I remember But we were with Taylor and Natalie. Curtis and I were. And so someone could have I don't actually think this is what happened because they also were felt, probably fine. It felt exactly like the other times that I passed out. So I think that I have some sort of deficiency or some sort of inability to metabolize. Like an iron. Yeah. Well, I don't. Nah, maybe. But I think I have. There's some sort of thing wrong with me. Um, but, but, like it felt exactly like the other times I was passing out. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't think it was like we got roofied or anything like that, but it is, it is really, really weird that I, that I don't remember anything after I passed out and I had to go all the way home and I like walked, 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 like, like, so they didn't carry you or nothing? I don't know. I don't know. I drove, you didn't drive home. No, I didn't drive home. They drove you home. They drove me home. I did not drive home. They No. Um, they saw that I passed out and just took me home, but I was like awake and talking. They told me, and I like walked up the stairs, down the street, like you know, like at least a couple, like maybe a quarter mile back to the car, and I don't remember anything. I just woke up the next morning, which is just such a crazy feeling. Because even when people black out, they still like have bits and pieces, and it comes back to them slowly. I got nothing. Yeah, dude. I don't know. My brain shut down. I think maybe you did just black out. Did you have dinner? Yeah, I I ate like I so I'm not a heavyweight. I'm like the definition of like a middleweight. Like I'm not like you know. Yeah, you're like a 185 Conor McGregor. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like not super heavy, not super I, I'm, light. I'm a good like I don't have problems drinking. Like I drink and I become fun. Yeah. Like that's that you know and it's like you've you've seen me drunk. Yeah, like yeah, I, it's yeah, not like a, I'm not sloppy or anything. No. Yeah. That's why. That's why it surprised me when you told me about that. The next day. Yeah, and it, it's I've had lots to drink since then, um, and I have been completely fine. You're drunk. <laughs> um, it, yeah, I've been I've had lots to drink in the year since then. I've had a yeah, had a couple experiences where I got drunk. In a year? That was like six months ago. Oh, whatever, dude. Six months ago. Half a year. Try <laughs> again. All I'm saying, roofies. I'm like, there's like a three percent chance that's what's happened. Yeah, what happened. maybe, but who would just roofie you just for fun? They didn't. I think they were trying to get Taylor and Natalie. Oh. Yeah, because we were out for, for Taylor's 21st. So they roofied their drink thinking it was theirs, and you drank it? I Because oh, I bought I was buying her drinks because it was her 21st. 
And so I went up to the bar with her and then, like, would buy the drink. And then, I, like, I wasn't watching the entire time. And so... Oh, you would leave the drink there? But it's also... Because the thing is... Do you remember, like, the leaving thing is, the drink unattended? Blacking out doesn't work, like, you're sitting there and then you faint and then you remember nothing. Yeah. People who black out are, like... They're, like, they're just fine. Like, oh, frick. I, yeah, they, like... They're, like, people black... Like, I've called my friend on the phone and been talking to him, like, on St. Freddy to say I called my friend at, like, 9 a.m., and then I called her, like, the next day, and she's like, I don't even remember talking to you. And I talked to her for, like, ten minutes. Well, yeah, but it's like... I, it's like yeah, they don't it, pass it's, out. There's not, like, a concrete, like, moment yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that you're like, oh, I passed. I blacked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not how it works. And so maybe it was that... Uh, I have no idea what it was. Uh, all, and I have no idea what it's like to be roofied, obviously. But... Or maybe I do. <laughs> but I don't know if Apparently. roofies are, like, it hits you at one moment or you just forget it the next night, you know? Yeah. Can we pause it? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm just gonna, like, combine the recordings. Alright, we're back, we're back. Hey. We're back. Um, took a little break there, took a little pee break, had to let go of the, um, of the whiz. I, I passed out real quick from the, from the Zen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, John John passed out, we had to get him back on the, uh, train, but he's good now. Yeah. Yeah. Here. It was on a couch this time. I might have roofied him, but. Okay. Anyways, um. Yeah, we're gonna continue the conversation. This can be a l- we can keep going. Yeah, let's keep going, dude. I think yeah. like even if it's not a great, stimulating conversation, like who gives a fuck? Well, you wanted to talk about the archetypes. I want to talk about the archetypes, and actually, let's skip archetypes and let's talk about collective unconscious. I think that they're the, they're they're one and the same. Okay, because the archetypes come from the collective. But do you think the archetypes come from a literal dna like in our dna or do you think it's something more supernatural um that's well, so my so the the question. guy who came up with the idea carl jung he would go to medical Shout conferences out. and speak about this and he would always get really upset when people kind of came at him for being kind of a like mystic a mystical thinker i mean it is a kind of a mystic idea well so what but he would reply that it's not a mystical idea at all he would say that never mind he would basically say that over the course of, of evolution, of human evolution, that there were patterns of behavior that became ingrained in our DNA and still hold sway over us. Like, for example, certain um, like primordial events would get played over so many times that the, the, the human beings or, or pre-human beings, like Neanderthals sort of, or yeah, 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 yeah. half-apes or whatever, would like certain patterns of behavior would become ingrained in them and the ones that adapted well to it would survive and the ones who wouldn't would not like for example if you show a a human a picture of a snake we have a very visceral reaction to that or a spider we have a very visceral reaction to that instant reaction to that but if you show like like a fear yeah yeah, but if you show us a picture because that's that's something that apes in the trees would have to worry about is spiders and snakes and so the ones who reacted that with fear would instantly kind of jump would jump away and would would survive whereas the ones who were not scared of snakes instinctively would die so so that that became put into our behavior whereas if you show us a picture of a gun we don't have a visceral reaction to that because guns have not been a part of our history for long enough for that just kind of coded into our dna and so through that archetypal encounter of ape versus snake or ape versus spider basically snakes came to represent basically chaos the unknown danger as a so this like, is where like symbolic dream idea come into play yes and so do you have a dream diary 
Uh, no. We should start doing that. We c- uh, I don't have interesting dreams. Why not? Except for the only interesting dreams I have are killing. Oh, my you family don't members. have. In- I thought you said you don't have an interest in dreams. No, I. Well, I. I don't have that much of an interest in dreams. But do you have interesting dreams? I think it, dreams are super awesome. What kind of dreams do you have? I need to start writing them down because I think I dream almost every night. Every night I have a visual dream that if if I don't take time in the morning to think about it and write it down, I'll forget it. But I, I don't dream every night, and I don't have interesting dreams. I have very random, scattered, wild dreams. Yeah, but even if they're random, like, you know, they're all important. They're too random to even, like, put words to. So would you consider that, like, not your unconscious then? That's just, like, mumbo-jumbo? No, I, I think there's a component to dreams which is which could be perhaps, like, a little bit further beyond our understanding, but I do think a large component of dreams is just our brain like the hypothalamus, our brain processing information from the day and converting it from short-term to long-term memory. Hmm. Just from the, that previous day or days? Yes. But but basically, like the, that is, like, the idea of the archetypes, like Jung made it very clear he thought it was entirely biological, just that human beings have far more, like, sophisticated brains than those of the apes that we're descended from, uh-huh. according to the theory of evolution. And... Uh, which I don't think either of us take on its face. Um, yeah, dude, are you older? Uh, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, dude, I don't 100%. know. 100%. That's not a debate for me. I don't all. even think about stuff like that. Who yeah. cares? But but he would, he, would, he would say that because we're so much more sophisticated, instead of snakes only eliciting an instinctive fear reaction, they come in our stories and in our myths to make meaning of the world. They come to represent chaos which is why you have the serpent in the garden in the tale of Adam and Eve. Like, why is it a snake? Why is it a snake that represents, you know, the thing that separates us from the good and, like, the peaceful lives we might lead? You want to talk Bible? Sure. So you think, like, those stories are all just archetypal things to teach, like, those old, you know, Semite people, like, lessons? Like, they didn't really happen? Um, no. I don't necessarily think that. I, I actually don't think that at all. Um, I think because that in there, one, but there's so uh, for there are so many myths out there, yeah, that are are similar to biblical stories that do involve these archetypal components, and we know for a fact that those are informed by something other than divine revelation, like like from other cultures, sure. Because they're not from God. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, okay. We'll, we'll lay aside our Christian beliefs. Well, because what do you mean they're not? They're not. What if they're, like, brought upon by, like, drug use? Not drug use, but, like, through hallucinogens. Hallucinogens? Yeah. They well, could be. I think the argument That's what people say about, like, old, like, Moses. Like, the burning bush was, like, um. I think those people are stupid. Oh, you think they're stupid, dude? What an ad hominem. <laughs> you're not even going to attack their argument. <laughs> What are you saying? What do you what do you what do you think about it? I don't know, dude. Like part of me is like, oh, those things happen, but then it's like I don't know, dude, like a garden. Sometimes I'm just like maybe this is just like something to teach people like at that time. I don't I don't think through things very well. I think it's being honest. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> no, I'm not very I'm not very coherent. I just like think things and then when people ask me to explain them. Maybe I'll get better over time. I'm just not a very good communicator. Well, I do think I think that's why like our dynamic works well is because I think you're a lot more creative of a thinker than I am, and I think that I'm slightly more analytical than you are. And so 
you bring up like lots of new interesting ideas and you bring those into the conversation and then i like like can think Tell about them a little I'm bit wrong. more concretely and then we can dialogue about it and then you bring in more things i, I hope yeah. I, I don't know if you'd agree with that but no probably i don't know how creative i am i just kind of like, a very creative person yeah but i just listen to a lot of other people and i go oh see what that guy said yeah, but you have a like good mind for that. You have like you're very exploratory. True. I'm very like open-minded. I don't know. I think I've gotten more open-minded as I've gotten older. You think so? Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I think in, back in the day I was very like hardline Calvinist. Just as like there's no other answers. Well, tell me what you think about the archetypes. Yeah, and don't worry about it. Or 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 about Dude, I think the archetypes are sick. From what I've read, I've been reading this book called King Warrior. And and don't worry it. about being coherent. Yeah, but it's unlistenable. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. You know, when I've been reading King Warrior, Magician Lover, and I'm p- just finished the warrior part, I'm like, yeah, dude, this guy makes... Like, I just... If it's in a book and I read it, I'm like, this is true. This is true. I don't think analytically like you do. Like, I'll read it and be like, wow, this guy spent this time to write this book. That's got to be no, true. No, I think, I think the same way, for the record. And I think that's good to read books that way, is to really come under them. And try to think like like think about what the author was trying to say, and try to like really give him the benefit of the doubt, yeah. even if it's something you don't agree with, especially if it's something you. Although don't Although I'm kind of inclined to agree with that, I think that's pretty sick. Like notion that like there's this, there's these un. I mean, you like to say DNA, but I almost I almost viewed it. And I know you said Jung done didn't want it to be like supernatural, but I think there is like a part of it that's like there's something in our psyche that goes beyond dna that comes from somewhere else that is ingrained in us and that's where it's like god comes in he's like he puts these in us or she or they i don't know god (laughs) puts these god puts these ideas in us so that we can you know have this idea of like there is a king there's a warrior like there are there's a bad king there's a there's like a, a violent warrior in our midst but that doesn't come from some place that's like these genomes are like this part of evolution, but it's like more, it goes deeper than that, more supernatural. So you think that that comes from God? Could. Could. So archetypes could. In response. I don't even know what the archetypes are. All I know is like those four. I don't even think those are the four that he's talking about in the 12 or whatever that he brings up. So the main ones that Jung talked about were the shadow, um, the anima, and the animus. Oh yeah, the, anim- the anima is the dude one, right? E- I don't or is remember. Is it the other way around? I think the anima might be the one for men, More and that masculine, and that's the feminine component that men need to integrate into their masculine personality. That's their soul. That's their spirit basically yeah. that they need to incorporate into their their masculine personality that will represent their full development as an individual and to jung the shadow was just a sideshow compared to the which is like the, the id basically i like the instinctive forces basically the unknown the chaos the thing you don't understand that also needs to be incorporated into yourself for you to be a fully developed individual yeah and then for women it's the animus which so is it's the like masculine we don't have an component. or we do the animus isn't something we have to pursue because it is already inside of us. Nowadays, we dude, are the animus. We are these, the Have you seen some of these men? They should probably start pursuing animus. <laughs> should probably start listening to some animus dudes. There's a lot of dudes out there that are too feminine. You think so? Yeah. 
You think a dude can be too feminine? Or, or um, yeah. Why would you say that? Well, when you start thinking you're a girl, so probably have gone a little bit too much off off the anima. I don't. I. Th- I think that has more to do with a rebellion. I just think trans people are autistic. That's not true for sure. Have you, bro? That is, like, definitely not true. I think it has more to do with, like, rebelling against established gender norms. It's How are you rebelling? You're just going, I want to be the other one. If you're at least be non-binary, because that's kind of new. You're just saying, I'm not this. I'm the other one. So you're you're saying you identify more with the other set of gender norms that supposedly your identity does not align with. You're saying, no, even though I'm a man and I'm expected to behave in these masculine ways, I identify more with this feminine set of characteristics, and so I'm going to identify with those. I don't know, man. I know. I, so I also think I also think I'm with you where I'm like, if you don't like like um, basically adhere to those or, or if you don't identify with your set of characteristics, um, your masculine set of characteristics, then just step out of the system entirely. Don't like force yourself into a new set of characteristics of feminine gender expectations. That doesn't make any sense to me. Either. Yeah, because you hear like it's like it's like the whole what is a woman thing. It's like. These people can't even define what they're... That... What? That documentary is a joke, dude. You think it's a joke? I think it's a complete joke. Why do you think it's a joke? Well, so first of all, it is a comedic documentary. Well, that's not even the point of what I was going to say. Okay, sorry. The point of what I was saying is like, you were like, well, I was born a man, but I'm really a woman. And so I'm going to align myself with these like socially constructed ideas of what it means to be a woman and then once i do those things i am a woman it's like i think it's deeper than that i don't think it's like you put on a dress you wear makeup and you say you're a woman that doesn't make you a woman although that's very simplistic idea i'm sure these people would say that's not what it means but i think from outside looking in that's what it looks like like if if you're like a girl who wants to become a guy it's like you don't know what it's like to be a man. You don't know what it's like to have the mindset of a man just because you cut your hair short and you wear different clothes and you start acting a different way. Like that doesn't make you a man. It will never make you a man. You will never be a man. You will never have male characteristics. You will always have female hip bones. You will always have a, a uterus unless you have it removed from you. It's like, yes, it's physical. It's both physical and mental and archetypal females cannot have male archetypes and it's like this whole like egalitarian thing like women are like men and women are equal but then they're like oh well like if you ask like the female not psychoanalyzers but like female psychologists or whatever they'll be like oh we but we have different archetypes like we have different ways of thinking about things so so it's like which is it so i want to ask you a question ask it if if you had a if a person you knew came to you and they were a man and they said i identify as a woman i want you to use she her pronouns with me what would you do so why the reason why i want you to do that is because Wait, um, what? i'm gonna are we doing role-playing right now no I was gonna, okay oh you are i was gonna role play no i would ask him why i'd say why do you think that so 
I'm going to appeal to your open-mindedness right now. Okay. Because I recently talked about this with, with someone who, like, changed my perspective. Like, didn't necessarily change my someone perspective. Someone who came but and told you this? Someone who articulated these beliefs in a way that I hadn't heard them articulated before. And they said, basically, the issue comes down to the fact that we, that a lot of people are, like, conflating the biological and the socially constructed components of, of gender and sex. Where Gender is socially constructed. Yeah, so... They the rebellion is entirely one. The transgender rebellion is entirely one against the socially constructed component of sex, um, where basically they there's a difference between female and male and man and woman, and when they're saying I am a um, I am a and I don't think this is everyone, but when they're saying I am a man, they're not saying I am biologically male. They're saying I am associating with the the uh socially constructed i think you're giving them too man. much credit maybe but i think that it's There's our people job as, like i think birthing, it's our job is people birthing our, people what do you say they're like they like genuinely think they are men they, i'd yeah, say a majority of them genuinely believe that they are they're like oh my god like if i i almost could conceive a child like a man, like oh, I was born a woman though. But I, I think we only hear the craziest people. Like I think us, for us to say that, I think that would be the same as as a liberal person, like Lib- doing the most Lib-tard. the most uh, outrageous like caricature of a Trump voter. You know, they're saying oh, they're the QAnon. Um, you know, like you're, they believe that like the world is run by a ring of pedophiles, and Donald Trump is the only one who's able to Are you save them. It's not ran by a ring of pedophiles. <laughs> With all this Jeffrey Epstein stuff, I'm not sure. Exactly, dude. That really <laughs> threw a wrench in their but, conspiracy. But too. we know, we know, as people coming from the more libertarian side of the aisle, that the average Trump voter is just someone who wants to give a big, fat middle finger to all the liberals who have been annoying them for so long. It's not True. about conspiracy theories or anything like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we owe it to them to like to address the most sophisticated form of their argument. That's true. Like sometimes you like. That's why I'm saying like the atheists that are like the spaghetti monster in the sky. It's like shut up, Sam Harris. <laughs> like that's such a disingenuous argument. Yeah. And that you're not even taking the it seriously. Yeah. So I see what you're saying, but I I I do think there is a I think the majority of people believe that think that not only are they female, but also a woman. Yeah, and I I do think there's a significant amount. I think that's amount. like it's just like so the I, emperor has no clothes. Like everyone now is like, okay, like yeah, but it's like you need the people to be like, no. So I that's I, not I, it, and it it still is like that. Like with the whole Bud Light thing, it's like you clearly don't know your demographic, and you come, at, dude. My brother went on a date with that guy. What? Yeah, a long Mulvaney? time ago. Long time ago, and he was talking to me about it. Yeah, dude, here's a little pod lore. My brother is bisexual, and like ten years ago, he said he went on a date with him, and he was like, he was as much as a twink back then as he is now. That's what he <laughs> said, and he was like, he's like, it's embarrassing what that guy's done for the whole. My brother's like super anti-trans, because it's like we're just talking about this, how the ideas are diametrically opposed between gender and and sexuality. And how the whole trans movement has kind of co-opted itself into this sexual movement. And they're more into gender. And that's why it's like when people are like, would you date a trans female? And you say no, they can label you as a transphobe. Because you're not buying into the idea that they are physically, like even if they get all of their 
like surgery, you're like you don't believe that they're a female. Like they may pr- they may be a woman, but they're not a female. And that's why my I'm getting off track here, but my brother was telling me about this date he went on with him and he was like he's like, "Yeah, it was, you know, it only lasted one." So, that's why I'm saying like I don't I think you're giving them too much credit and you're talking about like the intellectuals. Well, yeah, but who are like I don't think I've ever heard a trans person be like, "I'm not a female." Or if they're, you know, like I, I, I genuinely I, think they're, you know. I, I just think it's important, at least for me, to just be precise with it so that if I if I had a friend who came to me and said, you know, I'm I'm a man, I would prefer if you used, or, or I'm a woman, I would prefer if you use she, her pronouns, um, then I'd be able to say, like, you know what, sure. Like, you know, this is, you are rebelling against the socially constructed component of, of gender, um, but if they were to say, hey, I want you to call me a male, I would say, no, you're not a biological male. I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, but if, if you want me to if – if all you're trying to do is say, hey, I'm not comfortable with all this set of expectations that have been put on me as a man. Because it's I – mean, I mean, have you never been uncomfortable or, or not liked a traditional aspect of masculinity and wanted to rebel against that? Yeah, dude, I got anima. <laughs> I feel like I'm very like in between. You think so? Well, I'm not in between, but like you know what I mean. Sometimes I put fingers in my butt. Are you know? Binary. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying. Um, yeah, I'm thinking I'm non-traditional. I don't really care no, about masculinity, but I think it's. I think nowadays, like, there's an attack on it. Call me Andrew Tate. <laughs> All right, who cares? But you know, you got to bring the men down. What do you think of the differences between men and women? Do I think of them or what do I think they are? What do you think they are? I think it's it's physical. Like men are stronger and yeah. that and that plays a big part into like their role in society and like And I for the record I also do are. for the sake of not giving, you know, like any anyone undue credit, I do think that like having transgender men, like trans men or trans women, sorry, men who have transitioned to women competing in women's sports is one of the worst things I think I've ever seen. And I think it is completely against women's rights to, for the fact that their sports are turned into a la- like, like a joke and their opportunities are taken away by biological men who are crushing them yeah. in sports. And I, I think that the argument, like, the argument collapses on its face that that's okay because of the fact that there are no women who have transitioned to being men who dominate men's sports. It is clearly yeah, a one-way like, street. Yeah, these stupid gay examples of, like, fencers. It's like, okay, a sport that doesn't really require a lot of physical dominance over your opponent, but more of, like, a outsmarting of, like, wit. It's like, sure. And there's no... That's, yeah. like, it. There's no, there's no women dominating in football right now. No. Or, or biological they women dominating They had that one female kicker, and she totally fucked up. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and so... For, for, to your credit, I think that where it goes too far is asking us to accept, accept a biological or to ignore a biological reality because that's where women's rights start being impeded on. Yeah, dude. I took that sport – I took a sport and gender class, and, like, the professor basically was like, yeah, like, this is the new normal. It's like, it shouldn't be. Yeah. It shouldn't be the new normal. This is not good. I don't see how this is good for anyone, you know. It's not good for women. But that, that's what's important about taking the other side, like their strongest argument, is that we can then say, 
hey, look, yeah, this is a valid complaint, is that you don't enjoy the set of male expectations that have been put on you. But, you know, at a certain point, if you're expecting us to ignore biological realities, we can't accept that. Yeah, the biological realities are definitely part of it. But as far as the differences between men and women, I think I don't have all the answers. But part of me just kind of can tell. You can just kind of get the vibe. You'd be like, that dude's a little fruity, you know? <laughs> or that chick's very, like, like tomboy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess those are all socially constructed. Yeah. What What even is truth anymore? I know. We live in an age. Facts are now just bullets, bro. What? Facts are you now come no more up with bullets. That? You what? didn't come up with that? Uh, Someone said that? No, that's me. That's you? Facts are bullets? True, dude. Facts are bullets. <laughs> Man. Uh, we've done like an hour and 20 minutes anything else eating away at you or i don't know man i'm kind of tired yeah i mean i can keep going i feel like you're carrying it no i i'm just not i feel like i'm just not in i'm not doing great what i'd love to keep recording no i I, i'm good with whatever i'm enjoying talking with you but we can we can just you know i don't want to end it if we don't need to i'm I'm gonna listen to this tomorrow when i'm at work (laughs) Maybe. I'm going to try and combine the files, but um, I don't know, dude. It's just like, I guess we could just kind of talk about what, you, what we've been up to. What have you been up to lately? Um, So my my research job has been really interesting. Yeah? Um, I only work like an hour a day. Really? Yeah. And so I'll go to work from like, or an hour or two. So I'll go to work from like 9 in the morning to like 11, and then I just go over to field day coffee shop i'm doxing us again um, it's okay we've already been doxed well in the first episode now we've been double doxed we're deleting the first episode right? the episode's gone but yeah but then i just write it's retro like, it it will be gone when this is up i've been able to write for like just like like you know, four or five hours a day dude you've been, been writing yeah for fun yeah what have you been writing i just like short stories are they good um some of them are good i think you, you well do you have an example of like what you've been writing about um, most I feel of the like time, you're talking a lot and I'm not even saying that as a bad thing. I feel like that's my fault. No, you just, I was going to ask you how you were doing after this. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, the typically, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I, um, you're really hugging the fucking mic. Dude. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I mean, typically it's just like, if I have like a, typically what will happen is like, I'll just be out like living my life and then like, I'll be like, something will happen and I'll like start thinking about it a lot. And I'll be like, huh, like that might make a good component for a story. And then like as soon as I think that, then I'll like go on a walk and then a bunch of different like episodes of the story will kind of come into my mind. And then I'll just sit down and write them all and like then connect them all together. And then it just becomes a little short story. How long are they? Uh, They are about – they're 30 to 40 pages. Each of them? Yeah, there's only three. Um, I think I, – I always. You write like one a day? Like no, how no, no, long does no, it take no, you no. to write one of them? Um, I started writing – so – um. It would be like, like uh, if it really writes itself, like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. two weeks of editing. Two weeks for like the initial, like, like, like writing it down, and then two weeks of editing it. Have um, you done more exposition? Because the one short story you sent to me had a lot of dialogue. Yeah, I I prefer to write. So also, I I um there were a bunch of I apologize because I there were a bunch of typos and crap in that. It's okay. Um, but. So I, I edited it. Yeah, but yeah. So I personally prefer to write dialogue. Yeah. Um. I just think that's like more there. I, I, I have experimented with doing more exposition and I tend not to like it as much when I do exposition. Really? Yeah. 
What did you, in your honest opinion, what do you think of the story that I said? I didn't finish it. Okay. I yeah, think I only read a couple pages. It was fucking long, dude. Yeah, I know. When yeah, you told me 30 pages, I was like, damn, 30 full no, pages? No, well, and then it the was record. a lot of dialogue, and I was like, okay, so this is like 10, 15 pages <laughs> of like actual writing. So so for the record. Because well, when you said 30, I was like, dude, that's a lot of no, writing. Yeah. And, and so for the record, <laughs> I would never like, like, I, I would never want it to be like a, a burden or anything, and I like. But you're like I'm compl- like it is sending you like a thirty page story is like you are not expected to read that at all. <laughs> well, um, I mean I sent you that hour long video and you Well yeah, it. but it, it's like so like Curtis I send them to my twin brother and he like really enjoys reading them. Um and I basically he's like basically told me like, Hey, you should like write a novel. Um just stop with the short stories, which is interesting so i might Dang. try to start working on one of those um but without spilling too much detail have you thought about what it would be about i think i have an idea yeah of what it would be about something um, nowadays kind of futuristic they're all contemporary yeah, yeah yeah um the basic idea i have for it is i i think i want it to be about a guy um who like the girl like his like childhood like sweetheart like the guy that he the guy <laughs> um like the girl that he like dated in the high school, um, and then kind of like lost touch with her through college. He like finds out that she just got married, um, no. and that's kind of what I want. I think it would like just make like a good his battle novel. with that, sort of like him like processing that and everything. I think that could make an interesting novel. Yeah, dude. Um, a lot of people go through that. Yeah, a lot of people. Um, yeah, yeah it's, or it's just interesting, like thinking about what happens when like the plan that you had for for your life, and like the what happens when the plan that you had for your life, like something that like personal is like your, your childhood love is permanently taken away from you. And you have to think about like her being with another man and like living her life with him and like Jeez, having his children and stuff. Like, it's just, and that like, was I your think, bae. Yeah. And, and so it's like, gone. I think, I think that that could be something interesting to write about, but I haven't, it hasn't been coming to me as easily as like the short stories. Dude, did, when so. I'm finished up with my summer class, I'm going to start like reading and writing for like this pod oh yeah i'm gonna start like coming with like some good shit <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be good uh, you're carrying this whole pod dude what have you been up to just literally summer school it's just like i've, I've been working like every day and then i come home and i like do like an assignment or i do an a reading and it's just like i have so much stuff that i want to read that's like not related to school but it's just right now i'm like I get through summer school i have one more week and then dude like august when august hits the pod's gonna be so good. It's just gonna be, I'm just gonna be grinding out. But I'm also gonna be doing it for myself. It's not just for the pod. Yeah. But I want the pod to be good. I want it to be good. Yeah. I don't want it to suck all the time. <laughs> I don't think it's bad. I kind of like the dynamic of just kind of chilling. Yeah. Just well, talking. I, the, I, I think it's just. Imp- I mean, I think it's just important that we have fun doing it. Dude, dude of course. I I like doing it. I think it's yeah. fun. But as far as what I've been up to, <sighs> I get asked a lot what I'm doing. I kind of a go with the flow guy. I need. Yeah. I should be more. You're going golfing on Friday, right? Yes, dude. When Joel gets here, is that okay Joel. if he comes? Yeah. Have you met him? Um, he's a brother. No. Wait. Is that, who did I? I met some one of your friends. You met Spencer. Spencer. That's it's right. not Spencer. No, Joel is different. He's a black guy. Okay. Um, we get a little diversity around here. <laughs> a little diversity on a pod, dude. Saturday, the new mics come. Everyone, we're gonna have a lot better quality. Quality nice. is so good. Um. Gonna have our little. It's the production value is gonna go up. I yeah, hate to that's say it. a good thing. <laughs> hate to say it, but um, we'll be able to maybe get guests 
for yeah. all of our listeners that we are. We have some guests. We're we really should start a Reddit. It. Oh my dude, uh, you could carry our Reddit wing, our Reddit arm. But Do we, no. I don't know. Should we advertise this? <laughs> no, not to people we know. If although if I've been telling my roommates my, about it. If any of the people that I knew found out about this, I'd I'd probably die. Well, they're going to eventually when we're on yeah. JRE. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. Like, like you I, were saying last week, and when I re-listened to it, you were like, "It's there's such a bad connotation with saying like, oh, I started a podcast." I don't care about saying I started a podcast. I just don't want people to listen to it, which I don't think we have to worry about because I don't think people. Every time I brought it up, I was like, don't listen to the first one. The audio quality is really bad. But really, I'm just like, don't listen to it because we said a lot of stuff. I feel like this one is, this one I feel like is a little bit more acceptable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I don't even want to be acceptable. I want to say, I want to say what I want to say. That's the problem is, I, that's the problem. And I think that's why you're good to call me out for doxing us is because I don't want, like, I don't like I enjoy when I can just talk freely like it when it's exactly like a conversation that we would have yeah but because of that I feel like we can't let anyone besides like maybe our closest boys that's why it's a secret cast um because like the boys I'd be fine like Aaron asked me she's like I was like I can't hang out tonight I was like literally I was like I have to work on a paper and I have to (laughs) record a podcast with John John she goes like what's the name of the podcast I was like it's a secret I was like I can't tell you (laughs) Because it's like it, like this is we can be vulnerable here and like talk about like that's what makes it interesting. And that's what makes it good. Yeah. Um, is when we don't have to like be filtering ourselves, you know. Dude, Did someone just get here. Uh, I I know that uh, Levi and Uni went down to they were I think you, Levi has a class down in Santa Barbara. Re- they, oh yeah, they, a summer class down there. I'm going, dude. You want to go down to Santa Barbara with me next uh, this Saturday? Well, Joel's gonna be here. I'm gonna be hanging out with him. Why are you? Are you going for his class? Yeah, I'm just gonna go down there and hang out because uh, Natalie's down in Santa Barbara over the summer. Natalie Robinson, who you met, is that Taylor's friend? No, that's uh the the girl that Curtis dated. Wait, is she like the Latina girl? No, she's blonde. Uh, oh, the the yeah. one she doesn't go to Cal Poly or no, she goes to <laughs> UCSB. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Um, now they're gonna find her school and be like, "Look at what they said." <laughs> it's whatever we already graduated, or I, I did at least. Uh, <laughs> wait, why are you going? You're gonna just go down there and hang out? Yeah, maybe like hang out on the beach, um, play some volleyball. How long are his classes? Maybe. I don't I have no idea. Yeah, dude, I would want to go. Is it at night? Yeah, uh, I think it's actually the morning. It's a morning class. Wow, well, uh, like ten maybe. So get down there at ten, hang out for a while. How are things going with them? <laughs> um, good, really good. That's good. Very good. That's good. Yeah. I'm happy for them. Me too. We don't have to talk about it. No. Oh, I genuinely. They're going good. Yeah. All right. You want to call it? Should we call we it. We should call it. We can call it. Thank you. Yeah. I used to cop a lot.
spot, when other cop no drop. Hold mics like ponytails tight and bobble ops. Stop, stick around, come through and dig the sound of the fly brown 6060 cycle. Who throws a dick around? Bound to go three plat. Came to destroy rap. It's an intricate plot of a b-boy strap. Fem stack cats get kidnapped. Then release a statement to the press. Let the rest know who did that. Metal fist terrorists claim responsibility. Broken household name usually set in hostility. Um, what is MF, you silly? I like to take mints to the end for two milli. That's an audio daily double. Rappers need to fall off just to save me the trouble, yo. Watch your own back, him in and go out alone, black. Stay in the zone, turn H2O to cognac. On Tuesday, ever since the womb, till I'm back with my brother went, that's what my tumor say. Right above my government, Dumoulin. Either unmarked or engraved, hey, who's to say? I wrote this one in BCDCO section. If you don't believe me, go get bagged and checked in. Cell number 17, up under the top bunk. I say this not to be mean, was bad luck a pop junk. Pop the trunk on C-Cyberpunk, leave them left. Scrape, God forbid, if ain't no escape, blame my left tape. Definition, super villain. A killer who loved children, one who is well-skilled in destruction as well as building. While Sydney Sheldon teaches the trife to be trifer. I'm trading science fiction with my man, a live lifer. A pie Pipe a holler, a rhyme, a dollar and a dime Do a sting, ring around the white collar crime Get out my face, asking about my case Need toothpaste, professor mint Monkey style nigga to death to death And dope fiends still in their teens Shook niggas turn witness Real men's mind their own business That's the difference between Sissy pissy rappers is double dutch How come I hold a microphone double clutch COs make rounds, never have ox found On shakedown, lockdown, wet dreams of Fox Brown On doomsday, ever since the wound Till I'm back where my brother went That's what my tumor say Right over my government, Dumoulin. Either unmarked or engraved, hey, who's to say? Doomsday, ever since the womb, till I'm back to the essence, read it off the tomb. Either engraved or unmarked grave, who's to say? Pass the mic like Pastor P's like they used to say. Some MFers don't like how Sally walk. I tell y'all fools hella cool, her ladies from Cali talk. Never let it interfere with the Yeti ghetto slang. Nicknames off nipple and temper nipples metal fang. Known amongst hoes for the bang bang. Known amongst foes for flow without no talking orangutans. Only gin and tang, guzzle out a rusty tin can. Me and this mic is like yin and yang. Clang, crime don't pay. Listen, you, it's like me holding up the line at the kissing booth. I took her back to the truck, she was uncool. Spitting all out the sunroof, through her missing tooth. But then she has a sexy voice, sound like Jazzy Joyce. So I turned it up faster than a speeding knife. Strong enough to please a wife. Able to drop today's math in the 48 keys of life. Cut the crap for us, rap. Touch the mic and get the same thing an A-Rab do to you for stealing. What the devil? He's on another level. It's a word, no a name. MF, the super villain. Get Doomsday. Get